most people overestimate what they can do in a hundred days or six months versus, um, and they underestimate what they can do in two or three years. And that is the truth. So anybody who's listening to this, persistence and consistency will always prevail over that short-term burst of energy. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Rick Elmore of Simply Noted. Rick, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Definitely. I'm excited to have you on as well. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Rick so you can hear about all these awesome things that he's doing. And Rick is an entrepreneur, sales and marketing expert, and former college and professional football player. As founder and CEO of Simply Noted, Rick developed a proprietary technology that puts real pen and ink to paper and scale handwritten communications, helping businesses of all industries stand out from their competition and build meaningful relationships with clients, customers, and employees. Founded in 2018, Simply Noted has grown into a thriving company with clients clients of various sizes across the country, including hospitality, real estate, insurance, nonprofit, franchise, B2B, and many others. Rick, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, I'm excited. Let's go. Let's do it. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through what I call your CEO story? And we'll let you get started with the business. Absolutely. Um, so my journey, you know, me, I have a twin brother. We started, we grew up in California and we got football scholarships to play at the University of Arizona. Um, grown up, um, middle-class family, both really small, um, business owners. My mom owned a medical billing practice and my, uh, stepdad was a contractor, but I kind of always just wanted to get into entrepreneurship at some point in my life. But, you know, after college in 2010, I was lucky enough to play in the NFL for three years. I was drafted in 2011. And then when I got done, um, just like many athletes, you know, their life has been structured for so long. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So... I just looked around, saw what other people did, and that went through the similar transition that I did um, when they got done. And a lot of people um, that were similar to me got into medical device sales because it was competitive and it kind of still fed that competitive spirit that we still had in us. So, um, you know, I was doing it for about five years. I knew I wanted to do something else. So I went back and did my MBA in 2017. I still have a couple semesters left, but left because of what I'm doing now. But I had a, a marketing professor going over some you know, marketing rates in a lecture one, one class period. And um, when they ended the, the lecture after going through all these nominal, um, you know, success rates in marketing through email and direct mail and cold calling and all these things, everything was just so small. And uh, they ended the, the, the lecture kind of half-heartedly joking saying handwritten notes had a 99% open rate. And I was just I was like, yeah, there's no, no big deal. Or, I mean, that's a no brainer, but who has the time to sit down and do it? And I mean, nobody these days even knows how to sit down and pull together an envelope and a stamp and a card and put your thoughts down on paper. It's exact. It's actually a laborious thing to do and you mess up and there's just so many things about it. Um, but yeah, you know, long story short, I worked with a, a cohort classmate of mine, um, found technology for basically all over the world, South America, US, China, Blew stuff together, brought it here, worked with mail houses locally, and basically um, developed a, 
uh, a robotic writing technology that holds a real pen and puts uh, your words down on paper to scale really easily. So yeah, that's, I guess, the, the quick two minute overview. Nice. Absolutely love that. And and especially um, I remember every time I got a gift when I was a, a kid, uh, my mom forced me to write a handwritten note to everybody who gave me a kid. And it made a really you know big impression on the people that got it, but also taught me how important it is to, to kind of give uh, thanks for what you have. And I think you uh, have been able to take something that is laborious, that takes a lot of time and been able to kind of scale that out and create uh, a solution for something that a lot of us want to do, but may not have had a way before you to be able to make that happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing we all want to do it, but we live in 2020, you know, it's a digital era. Um, we all have cell phones. I mean, I can't, my phone goes off every 90 seconds with an email or a text message or a Facebook update or something, right? That um, it's just impossible to find a time to do it. And I know people want to do it. And that's really why we're here. We want to help companies. We want to help people, you know, bring that personal level of communication back in you know, to the world, you know, what, what is old is new again. I mean, everything comes back around. And um, I, I really think that handwritten notes um, are something that really can be used, um, not just only in business, but then, you know, in people's day to day lives. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and definitely you made it, you know, so much easier for people to be able to do that. So um, I, I know you, you touched a little bit upon, you know, what a simply note is, could you drill down a little bit deeper and take us through like the yeah. process and how so, exactly it works? Yeah. So you no, know, we're kind of a software company, kind of a robotics company, an e-commerce company, but really the, the heart of what we do is um, we want to make it efficient for companies to automate sending um, thank you cards or birthday cards or holiday cards. And how we do that right now is through software applications such as um, Zapier or Integromat or you know, with our robust RESTful API, um, companies can take our API and use our um, API any way that they want to send handwritten notes. And um, APIs can kind of get, you know, a little brain numbing for some folks, but uh, essentially it's just our service broken down into a code for other softwares to use it how they want to use it. So um, that's how we are scaling our business um, through software and the software sends in orders and then our robots fulfill them. So um, that's really the deeper part of what we do. Nice. Absolutely. So people can have their existing softwares that they might use and be able to, mm -hmm. to connect that at API and still get that win-win opportunity. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Awesome. 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 And so what would you consider, uh, and this could be for yourself personally or your business to be uh, your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Um, I mean, on a personal level, I think my drive um, for anything that I do is it's, it's relentless and it, I, it's, it's pretty daunting, um, you know, how much, how hard I work and how passionate I am about what I'm doing. Um, when people see how, you know, the amount of time I put into this or the energy or, you know, just what I've done to build uh, Simply Noted over the last two and a half years, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, um, yeah, I would say exhausting, but yeah, I'd say personally, it's my drive. It's, you know, it's something that I can control my attitude and effort. But like on a business or software side, something that's really helped me be successful is understanding what technologies are out there. Um, with my sales background, we weren't really taught that. And um, we were just taught to go out there and talk to people and build relationships, which is a very important part of business. You need to have the ability to build and maintain relationships. But since becoming an entrepreneur, um, there's softwares out there that make life easy. And you know, softwares like Zapier or Integromat, you really can integrate those types of platforms into your guys' sales processes and make 
um, things a little bit more automated so you can scale your, your outreach or scale your follow-up or scale your prospecting. So um, I would say understanding what tools are available to you and then really dive deep into them and understand how to use them. Yeah, that's that's definitely huge. And and I was gonna actually ask you because I I heard you 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 mentioned you know having the the routine you know as a as a um you know college and professional athlete if you felt like that kind of led into or fed that competitive spirit that you had as far as like having that relentlessness for being able to build and grow this yeah. and to learn all that technology and skills that you need to to help the clients. It absolutely does. Um, I would say when I played football, there there was a I loved working out and competing, but what I, I mean, something that like lit my heart and my soul on fire was pass rushing and getting to a quarterback and getting a sack. And I played outside linebacker and I really loved it. Um, it, I, I mean, I, it's hard to put into words, but everybody has that one thing. And when I was an athlete, that was it. When I put my hand down in the dirt, it was me versus that guy. And he either beat me that rep or I beat him that rep and I hated losing. And since becoming an entrepreneur, um, you know, I, I was, kind of you know figuring it out for five or six years when I was in sales but when I since I figured this out um I have that same passion and that same fire um my heart is on fire my passion is relentless I love what I'm doing and I believe in the purpose of what we're doing and when you have that behind what you're doing it makes it really easy to go and work 12 14 15 hour days and do it seven days a week because I love it I literally dream about what I'm doing um we're we're so in involved with developers and engineers and what we're doing like I'll wake up at two and like have to go write down thoughts because like I'm literally that invested in what I'm doing and I just love it um you know this we started tinkering around in 2017 but you know I'll, I'll be in the office or a warehouse at midnight and just staring at these machines I'm just I have no software background no robotics background and if I can do this anybody can do this and um it's pretty awesome I appreciate that. And so I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Something I've really started leveraging uh, recently is um, like personal assistance and like platforms like, um, you know, pe people by the hour or, or fiber and really offloading a lot of that busy work because early on, you know, we still are an early on like stage company. We're only two years in. And you really got to be um, aware about where your finances are going and you got to be able to manage the people that you work with. So having platforms like, um, yeah, I would say Fiverr or uh, people by the hour or people by hour. Awesome. And so now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. So when I first started this, uh, this company, I... One of my, uh, my business partners is someone I've known since I was eight years old. So um, my business partner came out from California to help me start this. So I've had a lot of support. But I remember promising him, I was like, give me 100 days. Like, give me 100 days and this company will be completely different than what it is today. And um, I guess the little nugget I'd like to share is that most people overestimate what they can do in 100 days or six months versus, um, and they underestimate what they can do in two or three years. And that is the truth. So anybody who's listening to this, persistence and consistency will always prevail over that short-term burst of energy. And, um, you know, we are, I'm just passing last month, two years full-time doing this. And we are just like starting to get over some really big, like mountains and big humps. And, oh my gosh, it's for me, patience is something I've had to learn to do, especially in entrepreneurship, because you have to coordinate with so many people. And one thing breaks, you have to get this guy involved. And it's just, 
it's hard. It is really hard. So um, I guess the nugget I would share is patience and don't, you know, don't overestimate what you can do in a hundred days, but you know, or whatever. Yeah. Don't underestimate what you can do, but estimate what you can do in like two years. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's something I would definitely want to go back and tell myself for sure. And anybody who's thinking about starting this journey. Definitely um, appreciate those nuggets. And so now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping our different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Rick, what does being a CEO mean to you? Um, one thing I've learned recently because our team has grown is as being a CEO, like you think that you're going to run your own business and you're going to be your own boss, but really as a CEO, you just become a servant of people. Um, you become somebody that is constantly, you know, thinking about your employees or your clients and you're really just working for them. And, um, that was one thing I, you know, I thought when I was leaving the, the corporate world, it's like, man, I'm going to get away from this. I'm going to be doing my own thing. Like I'm going to be able to call the shots, but the further you get into it, if you want to build the right type of business and build the right type of camaraderie or the right culture, the mindset is, you know, your, your people first and your clients. And you really, you know, you're putting yourself on the back burner and you, you really do become like a, what I need is last. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I would definitely, you know, go back and, and tell myself or anybody who's doing this for the first time. Um, if you're doing this because you think you're going to be able to call the shots and you don't have to deal with headaches and, um, you know, you can just fire people and it's easy. Like, no, like, no, run the other way, stick to what you're doing because this isn't for you because, um, becoming a business owner, you even, you have to work even harder for your people and you have to work even harder for your customers, because if you don't, your people will leave and then you won't be able to, you know, make your product or push out your product or sell it, or you'll lose your customers. You won't have the money coming in. So, um, so you're going to become a servant of people. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that raft definitely will flip over if that is your mindset. And I, Simon Sinek has his book, uh, you know, I think it's Simon Sinek, Eaters Eat Last. Um, and, and that hits home with the, the servant leadership that you talked about is that so many times you realize that you're, you're giving of yourself to so many different aspects of, of what it is that you do. And that's how, you know, you're able to be successful. So Rick, truly appreciate that definition. And I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you and your team are working on. Yeah, I just, um, I had these four words that meant a lot to me in college. Um, it was passion, desire, perseverance, and strength. Um, if you can find those four things and hold on to those four things, and no matter what you're going through, you can get through it. Um, in college, it was really hard. I played for four coaches in four different years, in four years. I had to earn my starting spot every single year. Um, and you know, I, some days when you're doing those 12, 14, 16 hour days and you're getting beat up mentally and physically on the field, like, you know, a lot of people quit. Um, I, I came in with 32 guys my freshman year. I think we graduated with like 12 or 13 of them. And, um, you know, you get those thoughts about quitting. And, you know, if it's a sport or in life, um, you just got to remind yourself while you're there, find, find the passion um, for what you did in that. For me, it was pass rush. Um, desire for me, I wanted to go to the NFL, um, desire for somebody else. You may want to get a promotion or you may want to go start your own business. Um, perseverance is just with anything, right? It's, you know, you got to push through no matter what you're going to have obstacles, you know, um, big waves that you're going to have to go through in that little dinghy by yourself. Um, and then strength. Um, that's something I've always held myself accountable to being is mentally strong and physically strong. Um, because if I can do that, um, those other things, I felt like I can do mentally um, pretty easily. So yeah, I would say passion, desire, perseverance, and strength. Find those uh, four things in your life. And I feel like those words can guide you. And then, yeah, I mean, if you guys want to check out Simply Noted, it's just simplynoted.com. Um, we're releasing tons of updates. I'm all over LinkedIn. Um, I do a pretty 
decent job on LinkedIn trying to engage with people that reach out to us. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This was fun. Definitely. I appreciate it as well, too. We will have the links and information in the show notes. And I definitely appreciate you for reminding us of those four words um, and how important they are. They are, you know, I think through the ups and downs of, you know, business and the roller coaster ride, um, we want to make sure that we have those four questions answers and they become our North Star. So definitely appreciate that again, Rick. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.